Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Beth Bell, who had an illustrious career in strategic brand management in the pharmaceutical industry before becoming an entrepreneur and developing inspirational products. She currently produces and co-hosts the Psychedelic Sages podcast and is an advisor to CEOs in psychedelic pharmaceutical companies. In today's episode, we talk about her book, Angels, Herpes, and Psychedelics, which shares her journey of awakening and provides a spiritual toolbox that you can learn from. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. I am as well. It was interesting when your publicity, publicity company, C.S. Lewis, uh, reached out to me. I was like, this is such an interesting show because the way you grew up and then the direction your life went is very different. I know many people are going to be inspired with your story today. So you grew up in North Dakota, a very rural North Dakota? Yeah, a town of 2,500 people. Goodness. And now know, you're this right? metropolitan woman in California. That's hysterical. So you, you did the traditional path. You, um, you had all the, all the, the morals, et cetera, which is great. Ethics from how you grew up and you did all the traditional things. Walk us through the traditional things and how it didn't make sense for you after a while. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in this small town and in the Midwest of America and got installed with really great morals, ethics, and values. Um, but also learned throughout my life that there was so much more that I wanted to see, do, and experience. Yeah. And so after um, many, many years of my corporate life, which I actually loved um, in many ways, mm -hmm. I worked in the big pharmaceutical industry. Many people that know me today are like, how is it possible that you are in pharmaceuticals? <laughs> um, but <laughs> I was, and I actually loved it for many, many reasons. And, and then I took a big jump and I just knew that I was here for a much bigger purpose. And I yeah. wanted to do something that was really going to help awaken and heal humanity. So there's been a number of things that I've been up to. And this book has just culminated um, kind of surprisingly. I always wanted to write that, you know, those five pearls of wisdom, the three tips, the, yeah, yeah. you know, five <laughs> habits, whatever. And uh, Spirit said, no, you're going to write about your life. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm not. And Spirit said, yes, you are. And so and here we, we are. argued for a little bit. And here we are. Um, you know, yeah. pencil went to paper and it all just flowed out. And so I just know that the way that we connect with people and the way that I learn my mm -hmm. lessons a lot of times is through sharing stories with each other yes. and yes. we can learn from each other. And so that was really, it wasn't so much that I wanted everybody to know all the details of my life. It was that I wanted to share in the lessons that I learned from my life to help others and also to bridge, uh, 
a spiritual, a strong spiritual toolbox with mm-hmm. some of the wisdom and knowledge that I could embody with psychedelics, which is completely wow. unexpected. Yes, it certainly is. Was there any specific thing that happened for you that made you have that shift for wanting to leave the corporate? Because sometimes there's a life event that happens. What specifically happened for you? Well, you know, it kind of builds over a lifetime, but it started actually with the awakening kiss at 30,000 feet. I was married. um, I was convinced that I was happily married in my own mind. And uh, I I just was awakened, literally like you'd read in in storybooks and realized that I had somewhat been lying to myself. I had an incredible Mm. husband in many ways, but we were Mm. not soulfully connected. We were not aligned on our mission and our passion for life. And so that catapulted me into a whole, uh, I like to call it a soul quickening, um, where Mm. I just became hungry. Like I was reading quantum physics, you know, and I wasn't a big science person, um, you know, in school. And so, yeah, I just started learning quantum physics. I started learning the power of thought, the power of the mind, and Mm -hmm. it just went deeper and deeper and deeper. And as I, you know, went and was very successful in my pharmaceutical marketing executive career, um, I just knew deep down inside there was something more that I was here to do. And so that really started to come into my whole mission of pollinating the planet with love. Mm. But we do that when we heal ourselves and we can, we can shine the light and show the way for others. Yeah. I'm sure there are many people listening and watching this right now. They're think, thinking, you know, I'm kind of in that same position. I Something just doesn't feel right. I feel like there's something more. How did you wed those two? Because I'm sure as you were learning all these things, you had to hold, you felt like you had to hold on to what you always had. And then this pull to say, no, something's different. How did you find that balance here? Because I'm sure, like I said, many people are, are in this position right now. Yeah, I think intuitive risk taking is one of the tools that has really helped me. And what I mean by intuitive risk taking is that I oftentimes get, I say a hit, but it's like an idea that pops into my mind. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily part of my train of thought. I'm not sitting around thinking, oh, what about this? Something drops in and I go, oh, gosh, that sounds like a really interesting idea but I don't have any rational basis as to why I should do that. Mm -hmm. And if I had to tell someone why I'm going to do it, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. So I look for three validation points for that hit, if you will, and let the external environment give me some insights as to whether or not it makes sense for me. And then I make Mm -hmm. a big intuitive risk, which means I take a jump and it doesn't always have all of our third dimensional thought construct ideas <laughs> behind it to back it yeah. up to say, here's why I did it, right? Yeah. So it's that yeah. if then thinking that is great, but it also can be very paralyzing for people because they end up over time saying, woulda, shoulda, coulda, instead of taking mm-hmm. the big jump. And the only reason is fear. It's yeah. fear that when holds you took people that- back. Yeah, it certainly is. When you took that big jump and just walked away from corporate America, what yeah. was that like for you? What was your experience in doing that? Well, I had very terrifying, um, but I had an opportunity um, where I I decided to to take what I call a self-created sabbatical. I just knew Mm -hmm. one day walking up the stairs um, of my office that the time had come for me to make a choice. And I wanted to make the choice before I got hit over the head, meaning I think a lot of times people wait until an illness, until uh, an unexpected divorce, a death you know, something that really jolts us. And I was really destined to not allow myself to get into a situation where I had no choices and that I wanted to always Mm -hmm. be proactive in making choices for my life. And so spirit just said, it's time to take a break. 
And that was one of the hardest things that I could have ever done was to take that break. And so I yeah. was gone for about nine months um, out of my corporate life. And so that was kind of gave me a little taste of what it's like to mm -hmm. jump out. And then the universe called me back in, um, great things aligned. And I went back to my corporate life and had more amazing experiences and mm -hmm. sort of had this deal with the universe where I said, you know, I'm going to go back, but for two years. And so right about that two year mark, I was working in the United States on a global global brand, um, I, I got this offer to move to Singapore. And so I was oh, wow. like, wow, that's universe, that's not, I was thinking like out of pharma <laughs> altogether. I wasn't thinking like out of pharma in the U S and, and yeah. And I, and <laughs> honestly, I was kind of embarrassed to say, but I had to go look at my map and see exactly where Singapore was. And so <laughs> um, one thing led to another and like, there were all green lights for this opportunity. So I spent yeah. another, I, I made the big move. I, I mean, I literally landed in Singapore and, and Asia wasn't really on my, my list of places to really uh -huh. even visit other than I loved uh -huh. Bali. I had been there visiting. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just, an, an amazing experience. The minute I hit the ground in Singapore, I knew I was going to move there. Um, and so I spent two years, an additional two years and almost two years to the date, I made another big jump. And that was um, a very scary jump because you really um, get out of what I think a lot of people refer to as the golden handcuffs. And so you're really yeah, on sure. your own mm -hmm. and it pushes you to trust. It pushes you yes, to trust in yourself nice. and in spirit and believe in yourself and, and really know who you really are. So yeah, it was a yeah. big a big deal to make those jumps. Wow, well, congratulations. And your book, Angels, Herpes, and Psychedelics, was this a, a memoir or what kind of book is this? Yeah, you know, I like to call it an awakening memoir because okay. as I said, I, it's not so much about wanting everyone to know all my stories, but what it was that I learned from them and inspiring mm -hmm. and sort of poking people a little bit to think, hmm, maybe I want to do a little bit deeper inner work. Yeah. Hmm, maybe there's another way here. Maybe we don't have to, you know, sludge through life and, and feel like it's walking through quicksand. Like maybe there is another way. Cause there is another way. So yeah, that's really what I talk about in the book is how I was able to take some of life's, you know, most devastating and heartbreaking situations mm -hmm. for me and, uh, and see the lessons in them. Because if we don't learn the lessons, honestly, we're just going to attract them again, whether it's a romantic yes, partner nice. or, or a business. I mean, I happen to take a lot of my life lessons, the big ones that I came in to learn in this lifetime through romantic relationships. So there's a lot mm. of juicy stories about heartbreak <laughs> and big love and, you know, yeah, all of that yeah. in there. So, but I have to say that as much as you might be thinking, hmm, maybe it's more of a chick flick. It's not, it's uh, yeah. I think I, the men that pick it up, they're like, I can't put it down. So, um, oh, so I'm great. really, that's yeah, I'm really en enjoying that. Everyone seems to be getting a nugget out of it yeah. for their own life. And that is the reason why I wrote the book. Oh, that's wonderful. How did you discover psychedelics? Well, that's also an interesting story. I became a flower whisperer first, which may sound a that? little bit bizarre. Um, yeah. I started photographing flowers, you know, back in my corporate days, I knew that I needed to meditate. It was very clear uh -huh. that meditation had benefits, but I could not do it. I would sit for 10 minutes and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get that time back? Like all the things I could have gotten done. And so the universe put a camera in my hand, went to Hawaii and I started photographing flowers and became absolutely mesmerized by the beauty of them and the energy that, that they exuded. And so what happened over time, I mean, over years time, I just realized that that was the universe's way of getting me to meditate because I would be very focused and very present, right? It's all about presence. And then I started to realize the power of mother nature and 
wow. And then I started realizing, oh, I'm getting downloads from these little flowers, like as though they were speaking to me. But I would say it's just my higher self stepping in, right? You quiet the mind, the the monkey mind or whatever people want to call it and the ego mind and, and spirit Mm -hmm. speaks and you get the bigger downloads. And so that's what I was getting from the flowers. So I always had this relationship with, with nature. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who had breast cancer um, had had done a psychedelic and said that it absolutely mm-hmm. transformed her whole trajectory of her treatment. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not really that interested. You know, I just said, I, I'm an absolute no drug policy girl. Mm-hmm. I don't, not even cannabis is just not on my radar other than maybe occasional alcohol. And so I was not open to it. And I thought, you know, all the spiritual work that I've done, I lived in Bali for, I lived in Asia for seven and a half years, Bali for five and a half. It was like the Disneyland of spiritual yeah, modalities. Yeah. I was just and I'm like, the last, you know, the last thing I want to do is mess up all the work that I've done. Right. So I'm like, yeah. I, I no, I'm not doing mind altering medicine. And then I actually did an interview on uh, a, a podcast show that I that I was doing called Pollinating the Planet with Love with Louis Schwartzberg, mm. who's a famous time-lapse cinematographer. He's done Fantastic mm. Fungi, um, the oh, documentary. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and had a great conversation with him. I wanted to talk to him, to him about flowers because I'm a flower whisperer and I love all of his, you know, his slow yeah. movement, time-lapsed um, videography. Yeah, and he wanted to talk about mushrooms. And so we talked about it all. And we talked about ayahuasca and San Pedro. And he just uh-huh. looked at me and he said, Beth, if you get an opportunity, in the right set and setting, mm-hmm. you should do this. You should have this mm-hmm. experience, you know, and, and I kind of like, oh, okay. And so as I was editing his episode, I got a call from a very trusted friend and source that said there was a San Pedro ceremony coming up. And mm. so I ended up doing my first uh, psychedelic experience on San Pedro, which is a cactus. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. It's nature. And the indigenous have been partaking in these ceremonial acts for centuries and centuries and centuries. In fact, um, not to get into anything religious, but there's, you know, thoughts that even Jesus partook in magic mushrooms based on Mm, artwork from the time, but I'm not making, I'm not making that claim. I'm just saying that that there's a a lot of people that have, yeah, as we dig back, um, it's, it's something, it's nothing new. Um, Mushrooms have been around for a long time. And so, yeah, so it just was very serendipitous as to how it all came to be for me. And I started to realize the the power of plants and the power Mm. of, you know, plant-based medicines um, and psychedelics as a whole. Yeah. For those of you who are listening right now, I think, oh my gosh, what is going on? What are they talking about? <laughs> the, there's a, been a lot of studies in the medical field. So the National Institute of Health has done a lot of studies uh, that works with psychedelics, with, with ketamine, with different uh, types of cybocillin, which is mushrooms. And so all of that is something that has really helped so many people. So in a controlled, a controlled setting, it, it helps so many people when it comes to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, with depression, with um, with cognitive functioning, all of that. So this is nothing, quote, new. This may be something new for my viewers and listeners for the first time hearing this, but there's been a lot of research that states that. So as as we know, today's information is just simply for information purposes only. I will always recommend, and I know you, Beth, as well, is be very mindful of what you do and, and obviously talk to your licensed provider to, to talk about that to see if this is something that would be very helpful for you. But in your personal experience, it sounds like that really helped you trans transform or be able to see beyond perhaps what our limited or limited 3d world yeah. is at times yes absolutely and i what i what i feel psychedelics did for me is it took all of my spiritual understandings from an intellectual standpoint 
Hmm. and help me embody them. It's a huge difference. You can know intellectually, but until you can experience and embody and exude Um, it's a different, it's a different thing. And so, yeah, psychedelics are amazing in so many ways. And I, I absolutely would say right set and setting, use discernment. It's not something Mm -hmm. you should do on the fly. Don't do it because a friend's doing it. I think it's something that you feel called to do because you say, Mm -hmm. I want to see life in a different way and what happens. And, and as you said, there, there's, there's probably over 250, if not more proper pharmaceutical psychedelic Mm -hmm. companies specifically for that. And many traded on the, on the stock exchange. Like this is, yeah, this is really the, the, I would say a newer wave in mental health, Mm -hmm. mental wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I speak of it more in the expanding consciousness space, but it's all about Mm -hmm. the default mode network. We don't even realize how much our mind is controlling our everyday thought. And in some ways that's good. Then we know that the stove's hot. We don't have to go back and touch it again. But in other ways we get into these patterns of the mind and that's what we want to stop. We want the pattern disrupts. We want to see life differently. We want to get our neuroplasticity back because it all atrophies and we get very, in a rut about seeing life through a certain lens and psychedelics have the ability to help us see that differently. Now, there are a million other modalities as well, which I talk about in the book. So um, I'm not necessarily saying that everyone should jump to psychedelics. I think it's really Mm -hmm. important that you do the spiritual work and build your spiritual toolbox so that you can build that foundation and bridge so that when you do get the big aha moments and the bliss of divine oneness through psychedelics Mm -hmm. that you know how to pull it through and live it and be it here. Yeah. Now, a lot of times when people think of psychedelics, they think that it's someone is getting high, like you're so high that you just can't even function. Do you want to talk more about that? Maybe distill what that myth is as far as what it means to actually, if, if someone were to partake in a controlled setting of the psychedelics? Yeah, I think, you know, the brain chemistry that goes on, and I'm not an expert on brain chemistry, but it, mm-hmm. it really allows you to have an experience where you're not in the loops, the circuitous loops mm-hmm. of the default mode network. And so when you get released from that, when you get released from, from, from those patterns, you can, you can open your mind and have a heartfelt opening. Like your heart literally expands and opens and your consciousness, your consciousness expands. So some people want, I don't, I, I really don't like that idea of referring to it as, as a high, because it is Correct, such an yeah inward journey and it's really Mm -hmm. who you are um we just get programmed to think that we're we're small and that we you know we can't do something and we get fear ingrained in us at every Mm -hmm. turn whether it's the media or you know something from our childhood or you know an issue that we have with yeah with different things in our external environment and so to actually have this moment where you get a break from all of the triggers in your external environment Mm -hmm. and in the four walls that you created and by the way i think covid was one of the best things that could have happened yes it was devastating and i'm (laughs) yes and i'm honoring you know that but we had to evaluate the four walls that we Mm -hmm. built and what's in it and what we want and what we don't want and then we had an option and we still have options and choices to decide what are we going to do differently and everybody doesn't like that word the c word right of change Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i'm just really looking to inspire people to take that that fire in your belly and turn it on high and live life and do what you came here to do and know who you really are. Cause you're not what you yeah. think you are. You're not what you built yourself to be. We've all worked so hard to be somebody. And yet it's really just going back to like the basics of 
who we really are at the core and connecting to each other and humanity and shining the light and showing the way. And who doesn't want a little bit more of love in their life? I mean, who doesn't want to experience bliss in their life, right? Yeah, I know I digress from your your question of, you know, the, the, the high, but it really does allow you to have an extended period of time of what it's like to live without fear. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, it's so rare that we can really get our minds back to that that neutral state. A lot of times, well, not a lot of times, all, any type of psychotherapy that I do or any type of, uh, even this show, we talked about this initially, is what's your intention? What's your expectation? So it's good for anything we do to always ask yourself that. If I'm looking mm-hmm. for self-development, what's my expectation? So to be very mindful and very specific and intentional about doing everything that you in every action that we do, it's so important because you actually learn the lesson. So I know when um, where NIH has done all these different things, like I said, with the psychedelics, and they, they talk specifically about the intention of in doing this, what do you want to accomplish? So to move beyond the PTSD, move beyond the depression, move beyond the anxiety, that really allows a person to sit there and expect that this will happen once they try these modalities. And so that is something where I think people sometimes forget is, like you said, to be very methodical, very specific, very intentional, very discerning. It's not you just do this because in that, you're not going to receive what you're really looking for. So to be mindful of what is it, James, that you want today? Let me be specific about yeah. that and intentional, and I will be able to find whatever it is I'm looking for, whatever I seek. Yeah. It's all about tapping into your own inner wisdom. I mean, who doesn't mm-hmm. want their soul to guide them? Like who, I mean, yeah. who, who's tired of the ego running us around, you know, yeah. like chickens with our head cut off. Um, yeah. It's, it's about finding that peace that passes understanding. And mm-hmm. um, as you know, from a lot of different um, techniques for psychotherapy, it's about getting into the trauma and the wounds that, that yes. oftentimes happened early, early, early on in life. And a lot of people are scared to do that because they don't want to le- relive the trauma. And as you know, I mean, it's all about stepping through it. It's all about blowing it up mm-hmm. and, and getting to the core of it. So whether it's psychedelics or it's, it's breath work or it's family constellation work mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a more traditional you know, therapy, it's, it's all about stepping forward and saying, I want to hear from my soul. I want my soul to speak. And that's where the power lies. That's where the inner wisdom is. That's where the guidance is. That's where the insanity stops. You know, the chaos Mm -hmm. of the external world can't touch that. And that's what everybody really deep down inside wants, even if they don't know that they want it, but they want that peace that passes all understanding that can just keep their hearts open um, so that they can be out there and experience relationships with others, whether it's romantic or friends or or work, right? Everybody wants to have purpose. I really do believe that people wake up in the morning wanting to contribute in some way. What is different between the person pre-corporate and versus now? What's different and what's the same? That was my favorite question to ask. (laughs) Yeah. my intensity is the same, uh-huh, my okay. passion, okay. my fire. And sometimes that gets me in trouble um, because because <laughs> <laughs> not everybody else is passionate as I am and not everybody else yeah. wants to do the inner work. Um, and so I definitely brought that fire from my, yeah, I think from my mm-hmm. previous days of, I was always just really engaged in my work and intense. And, you know, I love to, yeah, I love to move things forward. I love to contribute and be part of things. So that's definitely there. Um, I think the desire to to fit in um, mm. has changed significantly for me. Um, yeah, it's powerful because 
you just, you get programmed at a young age, you know, that you want to fit in somewhere that you want to, that your title, your job, like your external validation. And that's honestly one of the hardest things that I think on the awakening journey is that people want you to, to claim something about yourself and who you are. And while there's like a lot to be said for that, there's, there's just something different about it now. It's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. just being really happy with being who I am as a soul and a spirit. And, and it goes back to that trust, you know, that really yeah. trusting um, that everything is coming my way. And so the way that mm-hmm. I go about my life is very different. And, and some people can't handle it. They're like, I, yeah, yeah no, I need, I need more structure. I need more facts. I need sure. more, you know, if then thinking. And, and while I still do all of that, I, I don't rely on that. I don't re- rely on my mind as much as I rely on my soul and my inner guidance to lead the way. And so I would say that that's, that's very different. Wow. Well, it's very inspirational. Unfortunately, our time is up. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you and to work with you and to just learn all the different things about you and to purchase your book, Angels, Herpes, and Psychedelics, Beth, where would they find all this information online? Well, they can definitely go to Amazon, but I would encourage everyone to go to bethbell.me. There's also an Awakening and Healing Handbook. So the book is not a how-to guide, um, but the Awakening and Healing Handbook provides more information on all the healing modalities that I talk about, definitions. So if you're looking to live your life in a more blissful way, the guide is great. There's also a book club um, coming available that people can participate and can join another live show that I'm doing, ask questions. Um, bring their own personal um, problems if they want or thoughts to the table and we'll help reframe them and, and, and blow that up so that they can live in a more blissfully, uh, yeah, neutral way in oneness. Wonderful. Well, Beth Bell, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. My viewers and listeners also know that if I can't find this information in any other place, one more time, angels, herpes, and psychedelics, please go to the, the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll connect you with, with her as well. Thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Thanks, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.